Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Awooga! Awooga! Dive! Dive! Awooga! Hi. (laughs) (laughs) That was Kiwi for anyone who is in doubt. I think people know. Um... It's our 200th episode, so we're doing a deep dive. (laughs) Today, we're going to be doing Sheriff of Nottingham, uh, designed by Sergio Holoban and Andre Zatz, developed by Brian Pope of Foundations of Rome and Benjamin Pope, also of Foundations of Rome. The artists were John uh, Guyton of Mage War Arena, uh, Lorraine Schletter, and David Slodick. It was published in 2014 by Asmodee. I think it's been published by a few. And the description, Prince John is coming to Nottingham. Players in the role of merchants see this as an opportunity to make quick profits by selling goods in the bustling city during the prince's visit. However, players must get their goods through the city gate, which is under the watch of the Sheriff of Nottingham. Should you play it safe with legal goods and make a profit or risk it all by sleeps? By sleeking in illicit goods. <laughs> Be mindful, though, as the sheriff ha- always has his eyes out for liars and tricksters, and if he catches one, he may very well confiscate those goods for himself. The mechanics are betting and bluffing, bribery, hand management, negotiation, open drafting, role-playing, and set collection. And the uh, modern box art. Modern box art? Yeah. There, a- there is an older version, too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the modern box art is a sheriff, um, yeah, intensely looking like he's interrogating you. Um, he's got a decree from Prince John. Yeah, there's a bunch of, uh, characters in, in the background. Um, I don't know, the title elicits the, I guess, the related theme of Robin Hood and whatnot. And he's got all the, the clearly evil facial hair, mm-hmm. the handlebar mustache, the goatee, the arched eyebrows. You know he's a bad guy. Yeah. And he knows where every gem in Nottingham is. Mm-hmm. And he's been to all of them. <laughs> Actually, I think that might be the older box art. This is the current box art. Oh, okay. I think. Um, um, but I think a lot of people like the older one better. Yeah. I think I like the older one. I, the new one. He's- I recently obtained this in a trade, and this is the box art that we got with our trade. Yeah, I feel like they switched the box art, and they may have gone back because people like the other one better, but I don't really remember. Uh-huh. So this is our uh, a deep dive. Uh, I have only played it the one time, I think, maybe twice. Kate has not played it. Correct. And I think you two have played it more. Yeah, we've played it a couple times at uh, the... Board game, board game cafe with people. So why is this the deep dive? I think this is one of those games that like we played it the first time and maybe it was because we played it directly after Skull and anything is better after playing Skull. <laughs> but I feel like it was the process, like the, the bluffing and everybody just sort of got like super into it when you were the sheriff, mm-hmm. uh, just like role playing and you know, oh, somebody was like the cheese baron and there was uh, like the illicit, like the black marketeer and like everybody, like none of that stuff was in the game, but we just kept like going back to it. And I think we've used it more than once as a comparison for other games that we've played over the last 200 or so episodes. I mean, I think the the list of the game mechanics are some of our 
our favorites too, right? Betting and bluffing, um, role playing. I love the negotiation part. Uh, and even when we played it with people, not the three of us, we had fun. Yeah. So. Kate, mm-hmm. you should know this because it was episode three, but how do you think it's played? <laughs> um, I do remember that episode between Skull and then this one. It's rather distinctive. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to skip this. Um, <laughs> well, we need to get past the sheriff with our goods. So we are going to bet on our chances for getting past the sheriff and um, uh, bribe him to let us go through. Um, hand management, those are our, our goods. Who do you think is the cheese baron? Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, history of cheese barons. Well, so I know last time I'm pretty sure I did the forest of Sherwood. This time, did you know there's a castle in Nottingham? So the game, I think there is the marketplace, which is... Uh, in front of or inside the castle walls. The castle itself dates from uh, a couple of years after the Battle of Hastings and uh, the on the orders of William the Conqueror himself. Um, and obviously some of the, the building of it did take place during the reign of King Henry II, who was the father of Richard the Lionheart and Prince John. Um, and it was during the third crusade when, uh, King Richard was away, uh, that, uh, supporters of Prince John, including of course the infamous and used properly infamous Sheriff of Nottingham, uh, from the lore of Robin Hood, but who was unlike Robin Hood was an actual person occupied uh, the castle because it was in a very strategic place. It was, you know, a moat and bailey, bailey, moat and bailey. Um, Bot and bailey. Yeah. Uh, structure, again, defensible location on the River Trent. Um, and apparently there was also a secret tunnel in it. And so when Edward III was claiming his throne, uh, he ousted his mother and her lover who had killed his father (laughs) as one does right i mean what family hasn't had that happen (laughs) especially when you're the royals sure yeah yeah um anyway they were dragged out of this secret tunnel um so kind of you know a, a place that has a lot of history in the medieval period and even later um in the robin hood sagas uh of course, it it does appear um, not that, again, uh, Robin Hood was necessarily uh, an actual person. Um, there are back and forths whether there was an actual Robin Hood or not. But uh, the legends arose in the Middle Ages. Um, and it is, in fact, at Nottingham Castle that their last kind of encounter uh, was to take place. The city of Nottingham today, of course, plays up on the whole Robin Hood lore. They have a statue uh, in the old market square where uh, the main kind of standoff was supposed to take place. 
the forest, which would have been used as uh, kind of hunting grounds for the rich, is just off to the side. Um, so there you go. The sheriff, uh, by the way, today there is still a sheriff, um, but it's more an honorary position to be the sheriff of Nottingham in the modern era. Uh, so much like who plays the best Bond, who plays the best Robin Hood? Robin Hood. What are our options? Uh, uh, well, you have uh, Brian Brian Bedford, who voiced Robin Hood in the Disney's Robin Hood. I did have to look that up. I didn't randomly know it. Uh, Carrie Elwes yeah. played uh, Robin Hood in Men in Tights. Uh, you have... Um, uh, there was Robin Hood. I think it was just titled Robin, but it was Russell Crowe played Robin Hood. Uh, and it ended on a cliffhanger because they clearly set it up for a sequel, but it was bad. So it didn't have a sequel. And then uh, Kevin Costner, huh. uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I can't. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Carrie Elwes uh, with Me a close too. with a Kevin Costner as a close second. I was going to go with Carrie Elwes, too, but I haven't seen all of those performances, so I don't know if I. Fairly vote. No, if I've seen them all. I'm um, just going to carry Ellis because he's so cool. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Unanimous vote. All right. Well, uh, I guess as a reminder to everybody, and then ask Kate, uh, do you want to know how to play? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. All right. So the game is played in rounds where each player takes a turn acting as the sheriff, and the other players are merchants bringing their goods to market. Play continues until all players have had two turns being the sheriff. If we were playing a three-player game, it would be three turns as sheriff. Uh, the player with the most cash in their wallet is the first sheriff. That is not me. I have no cash in my wallet. I got 50 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. You win, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'll be the first sheriff. Um, I might have made these show notes about two weeks ago, and I've had that 50 in my wallet for a very long time, and I very purposely didn't spend it so that I would have <laughs> the most cash in my wallet. Uh, okay, so each round is five phases, which must be played in order, and the sheriff uh, only takes part in the final two. So on the first part, uh, first phase, uh, on a player's turn, they're going to set aside up to five cards in their hand and then draw cards from either the discard piles or the draw deck. Uh, the cards you set aside are then put in either discard pile, and you can't search through the discard pile. You just take it from the top of a discard pile so people can see what you've picked up. Whereas if you draw from a face down pile, they don't see what you've picked up. Next, you're going to load your merchant bag. So you're going to take one to five cards in your hand and put them in your merchant bag. The cards you put in the bag are hidden from everyone else. Uh, next, you're going to make, once everybody has put their stuff in their bag, uh, then they're going to make their declaration to the sheriff on what goods they're bringing to the market. And it must meet three conditions. Condition one, you can only declare legal goods. You can only declare one kind of good, and you must declare only the exact number of cards in your bag. So you can't lie about the number, you can only lie about the goods. Uh, inspection. The sheriff then decides if they will look in the merchant bags. They can threaten the bag owner. They can take bribes, which can be gold, legal goods in a player stand, contraband in a player stand, goods in the bag, or future promises. They cannot offer cards in their hand. And that bribe could be from other players as well. So you could bribe the sheriff to look in somebody else's bag. Uh, all deals must be honored unless it is a future favor in another round, or if it's 
uh, for a good in the merchant bag that isn't actually in the bag. So like I could say, hey, I've got four turkeys, chickens in my bag and you can have one of those chickens. But if I don't have any chickens in the bag, clearly I have nothing to give you. Uh, if they let the player through, the player gets to keep all the goods in the bag and put them in the merchant stand. Legal goods go in their matching spaces face up while contraband goes face down and you'll reveal how many, but not their type. If the sheriff decides to search the bag, a player gets to keep any good declared truthfully and anything else is confiscated, uh, which means it's put on one of the discard piles and then that player must pay a fine to the sheriff. Uh, and there'll be a fine amount on the car that'll tell you how much you have to pay. Uh, if you told the truth and the bag is what you said it was, the sheriff must pay you the penalty on the card. If you cannot pay the fine, you must give legal goods from your stand of equal or greater value to what you owe. Uh, and then finally, at the end of the round, if all players have been the sheriff the correct number of times, the game ends. If not, the sheriff passes to the player on the left and all players draw back up to six cards and a new round is played. So we're gonna add in some expansions as well. So we're gonna do the black market. So uh, when you smuggle in three goods of the same type, uh, Ill illegal goods, then you can select the black market card for that good and you just show the black market cards. Um, you discard them and then you take the highest value of that card. Uh, laws. The first sheriff draws three law cards and discards one. These are additional rules for the round. Each new sheriff will draw two new laws, choosing one, discarding the rightmost, and sliding the remaining law. So, we're, so like there could be a law that's like chickens are illegal this round. And then chickens are now illegal goods. Uh, special orders. So four are always face up at the beginning of the round. Each one has one legal good and one contraband. And if a player successfully smuggled in the items shown on the card, they reveal them and then take the special order. Legal goods used in this way don't count towards the king's queen's favor. Uh, and then finally, the Merry Men expansion, which each player takes two Merry Men at the beginning of the game, keeping one and putting the other on the bottom of the Merry Men deck. Merry Men are smuggled in like contraband. <laughs> If successful, draw two new, keeping one and discarding the other. If a Merry Men are caught by the sheriff, the player pays the penalty, but also cannot draw a new Merry Men card until they successfully smuggle in contraband to regain the trust of the Merry Men. <laughs> At the end, uh, so once the game ends, all players count up points for the cards in their merchant stand, plus uh, their gold. And then any bonus points from having the king's favor, which is having the most of that good, or the queen's favor, which is having the second most of that particular good. And the player with the most points is the winner. And those are all the rules. Let's bluff. We just finished a game of Sheriff of Nottingham. To recap, uh, Kiwi had 106 apple points. BP had 113 contraband points. You had kind of a variety. I had 127 uh, cheese points. And uh, Kate won with 149 order points. Your winning strategy. Um, I didn't think I won, so I don't know that I had a strategy. <laughs> I thought my former score was about right because I felt like I wasn't doing well. Uh, I think you got a good amount. 
I guess it was on the orders. The orders, based I guess. On what you just said. Yeah, I think it was the orders. Okay. Yeah, you just had the most of them. I think mm-hmm. I got one. I didn't realize that was that good because I thought you were losing the points of the goods that you were putting on it. So that surprised me that we also got the points for the goods that were on yeah. the orders, which uh, makes sense, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the only thing they didn't help you with is they didn't help you with king with uh, getting the king's or the queen's favor, mm. right? But so one still of them got is the points for them. an illegal good, so that doesn't count anyway. So it's really right. Mm-hmm. You're not losing too much for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's the ri- it's the added benefit of the order yeah. is really what's helping you. So an extra six seven points for each one. Yeah, and then I put the wrong thing in my bag, or I would have done one as well. I think uh, I was the only one who didn't get an order done. I had a wrong thing in my bag, or I, I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, anybody else strategy? I tried to be uh, as truthful as possible throughout the whole thing. There were a couple of times where I tried to sneak stuff in, but I was trying to go like the legal route, and clearly. Not the way to go. <laughs> I, well, I kind of know because I kind of did the same thing. Um, I think the other thing is I kept my bribes reasonable. Mm. So I think there were a couple times I was like, okay, if, if I lose it, you know, I'm not going to offer too much on the bribe, which did get me inspected more, I feel like. But if I was like, I want to lose a little bit of money, then I didn't bribe too much. But which I think is how I had most of my points was just in money. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't get a whole lot of other stuff. I tried bringing in smaller amounts, which obviously didn't quite get it there since uh, I didn't have very many points, but I figured with smaller amounts, I wouldn't yeah. get inspected. Mm, yeah, possibly. Well, I think you pretty much smuggled every round again, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. So, so in the future, always inspect BP's yeah. bag. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, uh, theme. What did you think of the theme? Did you feel like you were uh, smuggling things into Nottingham? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah, I think the you're indeed like putting goods in a bag and trying to get them past the sheriff. It's the bluffing that does it. Yeah, I mean, it feels like you're doing black shady deals and stuff. So, I mean, I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be like Robin Hood setting, but mm-hmm. it definitely works and gives a little bit more. It doesn't feel as bad as like, I don't know, smuggling meth or something in real world. Like it was a different setting. Right. When you're just smuggling golden apples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The king's chicken. Just getting a yep. little cheese in. Yeah. Some rye bread. <laughs> I don't know why rye bread is illegal, but I guess. <laughs> well, it's, it High uses quality. too many ingredients. Yeah. It's only good enough for royalty. Yeah. Those caraway seeds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else on theme? I mean, I think the expansions also helped with the Merry Men. Mm. Yeah, I like the idea that, like, if you failed to bring one in, you had to, like, regain their trust by bringing mm-hmm. in contraband. Like, it's a, yeah. it's a, just a neat little little thing you have to do. Uh, table presents? I think all the components look great. I think if it was laid on a table, it would be interesting. I'm not sure that that's what would draw me, though. I no. feel like it would be the gameplay itself is what would draw me to the game i think especially if the people were role-playing it well mm-hmm. yeah yeah the art is functional like it gets the job done i think it's good to have clear apples clear things um does it have real bags it does yeah they're little i mean i feel like that would and they're not really bags they're more like envelopes mm-hmm. but they are like a nicer quality mm-hmm. uh type of like fabricy and not paper mm-hmm. but yeah i don't think it does anything to stand out i think like you said i think it's the gameplay but and then the art is Nice and functional. The character cards are kind of the most artsy one. And then all the, the 
goods are pretty basic, but uh, yeah. I don't think I don't think it needs to do much more. Yeah. And I did notice that the Merry Men there, it's not 18 different Merry Men. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I had a Maid Marion and somebody else played a Maid Marion. Yeah, BP so. and I had Maid Marion. I drew two Will Scarlets at the start. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I had at the end and I didn't really want to use it. I didn't use mine at all, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else, table presents? No. No, I, I agree with what's being said. Uh, mechanics, what do you think? I, the bluffing is my favorite part of the whole thing. Uh, you know, having that open drafting in terms of like you can watch because there were a couple of times where I very specifically took a card from the center of the table so that the sheriff could see me taking that card mm-hmm. in order to help my bluff. Yeah. Um, so I, like I really I think that's the best part about the game is the the bluffing and that that not necessarily the, the role play is not required, but I feel like it definitely helps with the role play. I will say that because when we started, I was like, why do you draw and then you do the market thing where you can discard? But then like quickly, I was like, oh, yeah, so you can visibly discard something and draw something and maybe use that Mm -hmm. to your it basically gives a little bit more information out. So Mm -hmm. it's not just like, you know, the the bluffing phase were just I bluff and, you know, it's a little more information to back it up, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've played the game enough to really have enough information to evaluate the expansions, but I feel mixed about some of them. Yep. Um, it, again, mm. it's my first time playing, so I don't know. Yeah, the way that the laws kind of, I guess it's it's good to make it trickier, but I don't know. Sometimes uh, it was, it, especially at the first round, I was frustrated when I lo- when I lost those two cards and I thought I had such a good move. I was like, I'm going to get this bread in with using my maid Marianne. And then it was like, nope, you're not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked it with fewer expansions. I, and I don't know that any specific one, I felt like it was just too much stuff going on for the game. Like, I don't know any of the specific ones I didn't like. I just feel like cutting back on one of them. Like I guess the for me the the Merry Men because I didn't use them at all the whole game mm-hmm. and like my Will Scarlet was like discarding somebody else's stuff and I just didn't want to do that mm-hmm. so I guess those are probably my least favorite one uh, the laws are like you said the laws can be interesting but there are also some laws that I just didn't like I think we discarded a couple because they just didn't seem good for gameplay mm-hmm. uh, orders were okay. But I don't know. It felt like there was a little bit too much. And maybe that's just because we were on the online version, maybe in person. So this is the first time we'd played with, because we'd played mostly the base game. Yeah. And so, so when I did the trade, I got the Merry Men. And that's where, so all those expansions come with the Merry Men. So it's not just the one expansion. Mm. It comes with all those elements. I think if I was teaching somebody I or teaching somebody to play for the first time, I probably wouldn't include uh, Merry Men or the Laws. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would probably just include the orders because I think that is a very interesting piece. I like the uh, orders because it encourages you to mix up like an illegal and illegal. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it can it gives you more incentive to try and get contraband in because you could definitely play the game and never do contraband. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I think and I think you could do OK potentially. Uh, but, I, I you know, eventually they're going to stop like asking you to look in your bag if you're always telling the truth. Mm hmm. Merry men, like I, I think you could take it or leave it. I think the orders would be not order. Yeah, the the laws. Uh, 
I would wait until we played a bunch and people were very familiar with the game. Yeah. It starts to get stale. So then you throw in the orders that, so then it's like, you know, that the one person in the group who always goes chickens, now their chickens are contraband. And so they can't go chickens now. Right. So I I think that's what I would do, but I I agree. It might've been a little too much to put them all in together. It was mostly for me going like, I want to see what all this looks like. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, rules, Kate, how was it learning the game? (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't too hard. Um, yeah, a couple of things got me, uh, in the beginning, but they're definitely the things that like, once you, it's probably just, I didn't pay attention in the beginning and then I learned it by, by doing, and they weren't complicated. So like, as soon as you do it once, you're like, oh, okay, that's a thing. So yeah, pretty, pretty straightforward. Yep. I say, especially the base game, like, like I said, the expansion is you kind of the one of your merry, your first merry men on the first round kind of messed you up. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of, and the laws I think can, I think messed a couple of people up. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Oh, I thought this was illegal right now, but it had flipped. And, but I think the base game is like super easy to learn. Mm. Um, yeah, I can see that, which I like, uh, BP anything. No, I, it's, I think it's pretty straightforward. It's an easy one to pick up. Um, especially if you're just doing the base game. And I think that's the way to introduce people to the game itself. Cause it's so much fun. Yeah, which I think is the nice part about the orders is the orders really doesn't add a whole lot to it. Like you're still just trying to smuggle stuff in. Mm -hmm. It just points you to a direction of stuff that you could potentially smuggle in. Um, Whereas everything else kind of adds a new element to it that kind of adds to the complexity or Mm -hmm. what you can and can't do. So I think that's why, you know, I would introduce it with orders in the future and without the other expansions. The orders, like if you were playing in person and really paying attention to what everybody was doing as the sheriff, like that does give you a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say somebody picks something out of the discard that's to fulfill an order that right away, like is like, hmm. Or, or if all the orders are like apple and plus contraband and people are like, I've got two apples. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I think that again, anything that gives a little bit more information to play with either as a bluff or as the sheriff is, is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then for the rule book itself, like I had it opened uh, to the very last page for the scoring just to make sure that we hit everything. But I never went back into the rule book uh, except for the expansions just to make sure that we had. But it was literally just like first time anybody did something. We went through the rule real fast and then that rule book went away. Does um, the uh, physical game come with like a score card? Uh, I would have to go check. I think it comes with like a little score sheet. Yeah. Cause I would, I would have liked that. Cause I think as soon as we started mixing the money, I couldn't go back and like, Oh, did I calculate this right? And I was like, well, I don't know how much money I started with. So, uh, it kind of made the, the scoring a little bit hard. Yeah. That yeah, of course, and then being online. So all, all of that together, just sort of, I was like, Oh, I think I messed up, but I have no idea how to check it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, having just like a cat lady type scorecard would have been. All you, all you really need. Uh, player interaction. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all interaction. Yeah, it's built around interacting with each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, highly interactive. Mm-hmm. This might be one of my favorite interaction type games because it is both just socially interactive with the, you know, also that. And then just also kind of like puzzle interactive where you're trying to figure mm-hmm. out, okay, well. They just drew two apples from discard. They say they've got four apples. Do I think they got four apples? Mm-hmm. No. Just like the when we played it almost four years ago now, like that, it was just that 
RPG style. Like we were coming up with stories about, you know, mm-hmm. Kate, Kate was in the bread market, then she was out of the bread market, <laughs> then she was in the apple market, then she was out of the apple market. <laughs> like it was yeah. just fun to like kind of tell those stories. Like I had Your a secret apple tree and a warehouse full of bread because it was illegal. Like, you know, is there a requirement to do any of that? Absolutely not. Do you think this would be far better in person though? Cause like with our internet issues cutting in and out, that made it a little mm. hard yeah. Um, to get into as much, but I think in person is probably the, yeah. the ideal for this game. Mm-hmm. Well, and then like when BP was the sheriff, like I would look at her when I said what was in my bag and then I would immediately look away. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> also like physical cues and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They probably would not win in person. Yeah, I would struggle. <laughs> you just look me in the eye and be like, yes, yeah. three apples. I was trying not to look at you because I didn't want to look at your screen either. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Uh, I guess, would you play it again? And or why do you like to play it again? I, me, I'll so. go first. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one I've wanted to play more, but I don't have it. So we do not. But uh, I, uh, what is what is the player count on it? Uh, if you have the Merry Men, it will go up to six. Otherwise, it's just four. Yeah. So with the sixth player, uh, it adds deputies to the game. Mm. Um, so it gives you the basically the merchant stand in the bag for the sixth player. And then it gives you deputies uh, and deputies uh, basically help out the sheriff. So it's essentially at that point uh, there. Um, there isn't a sheriff per se. There's two deputies and they work together as like a sheriff mm. character. And then you have four other merchants that are trying to get in um, and stuff gets shared between the deputies. So that's how it works with six players. I guess that's my hesitation. I don't know if I'd like that as much. I thought I you were like, thinking about whether or not that works with the six people you well, have in I mind. Well, I that too, but I just feel like the bribes and stuff would get hard. It's easier yeah. to bribe one person. That's it's hard true. to bribe two, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I guess you'd have to try it, but I guess that's probably why I haven't played it too much just because it's base four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I would like to play it more. Uh, so if Kate for last, cause she's the new one, uh, Kiwi. Uh, yeah, I would absolutely play again. I really enjoyed it. I'm happy that I finally found somebody that was willing to trade for it. So we got this in a trade, uh, with both things. So that was one that I hopped on pretty quick and said, yes, I will. I will do that trade. So absolutely. BP. And yeah, I love the the bribe bluffing part. Uh, I think that is it's just it's it's fun to get to do that. I love playing scoundrels. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Um, yeah. Fun theme and easy to learn and very interactive. So, yeah, I would play it again. So one thing about the, the bluffing in this compared to other bluffing games we've played is that like y- you get caught unless you're going like crazy. You still get stuff through. You just lose yeah. what you got caught with. So it's not like it's not high pressure to bluff, I guess. Yeah. Whereas like some we've played are like a little bit too intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was uh, Sheriff of Nottingham. So if you have any recommendations or games you would like to hear our impressions on, just send them our way. You can do so via email at firstturntabletop at Gmail or Twitter and Instagram. We are at First Turn Cast and the podcasting camel says, I only have three apples to declare. I mean, really, he's got a chicken in that bag. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games.
All right, all right. What's in the bag? Uh, five cheeses. I quite like those. Seems like a lot of cheese. I got for that cheese. That's a ton of cheese. Okay, all right, five cheese. I have one chicken. It has one chicken. One Look at how big chicken. and bulky One that reasonable bag is. chicken is entering your city. It must be a monster chicken. Look at that bag. All right, all right. What do you got, BP? It's a good question. <laughs> you don't even know what you have in your bag? <laughs> I put it in my Look, bag. You need to have all your paperwork, your passport, and your ID all ready to go. <laughs> Get a move apples, on! <laughs> I love bread, okay? It's so fucking good.